0: All right, boom. So we're I had, here. We we are. We here. Um, what was I saying? Also, oh, I was coaching a I was coaching a lady who was here in bed, right, and we predominantly communicated in sign language, right, in New Zealand sign language over here in obviously in New Zealand, and um, you you kind of become a little bit more aware of it, right, as you're then coaching through it, and you can communicate, and you're learning, and you're okay, cool, 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 cool. And then I actually go around and I'm like, if I was completely deaf, I would feel totally alienated. Like, no one knows sign. I think it's the third national language of the country and there's like 6,000 people that know it out of nearly 5 million. Like, it, it's it's not even a, a percentage. You know what I mean? It's like the probability of you running into one of those people who know sign language is fucking so, so slim. And it, it it's a shame, man, you know, because you are um creating an exclusive environment and, and an exclusive society of these like quote-unquote and i hate using the term but people are going to understand when i say it, normal people right
1: yeah
0: and you're just like wait wait wait, wait, wait. like diversity is normal right? Like, fucking yeah dif- differences is normal like you take a human being like their dna is going to be slightly different all right sounds. so then how do we create an inclusive environment rather than fucking ex-exclusive
1: people are so focused on identity politics and it's it's about gender and skin color but like can we can we back up a minute the disabled community is still excluded and we make up 15% of the world's population
0: fuck man there's
1: still there's still places here in the united states that i can't get into the business itself because it's just not accessible um i can't get into a bathroom uh you know they build new homes and the new homes always have extravagant stairs and lips and The bathroom doors are still too narrow. Buying a home is a nightmare to try and find one that has an accessible bathroom that I don't have to update. I mean, like, the world is not inclusive to people with disabilities. And it's just this crazy, like I said, this gender politics, this skin color politics. Like, let's back up a minute. Can we include the disabled community in that conversation? Before you start, like, nitpicking on these small details of a human being. What about this whole entire population of human beings? Um, Mm. It's just, it's unreal. And that's why I I truly believe that it it starts with our kids. Our kids are vocal. They, when they see something wrong or they see something different, they're inquisitive about it. They want to know, they want to learn more. So imagine if we taught our youth, the disability civil rights movement, this is how disabled people come. They're, They're literally just like you and me. You can acquire a disability at any time in your life. You could have friends with disabilities. They're no different. They just live life a little different. Like, why aren't we teaching that? Why aren't we teaching that level of inclusivity? Oh, because we don't truly want inclusivity.
0: Well, true inclusivity <laughs> wouldn't make dollars, right? <laughs> you
1: know what I mean? It's all of it's a money game, man. And it's crazy that there, there's a monetary value on the price of life and in, in somebody living a full inclusive life of being able to partake in society. There's so a value on that.
0: Here's a, here's a little story. So I was looking at opening a gym, right? Um, with a business partner of mine. I would have just been the, the, uh, the bronze, so to speak, and he would have been the, the cash flow behind it, right? And we were looking around, like, okay, cool, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, a big, big one for me is we need um, disability access and disability bathrooms, right? Including showers. Um, because I I love coaching everybody and I want that environment. And that's just always been close to my heart, whether it's socioeconomic differences, whether it's gender or race differences, whether it's like able, disabled differences or hearing impaired, therefore, whatever it is, like blind. I'm like, no, 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 everyone is welcome in my fucking space because the Bible is going to weigh 20 kilos regardless, right? So I'm like, cool, I'm going to treat everybody the same as the Bible would. And he's like... Do we need that? I'm like, what What are we What are we trying to do here, bro? Are we trying to create inclusive exit? Oh, yeah, everyone's welcome. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, cool. So then we fucking need it. And so I was going to cost my money. I was like, no shit.
1: That's, you know, the, that's the name of the game.
0: You trip on a curb in modern society, mate, in a Western world, and you've got a fine. You know what I mean? Everything costs money, man. You got to get over it.
1: Preach it. Preach it. That's it. The people don't realize that if you invest in human beings, those human beings will produce way more in return that investment for you. We have to invest in empowering and uplifting one another thoroughly and authentically. Authentically, not some bullshit. I'm just investing to make myself feel better. Bullshit. No, like you have to truly be invested in another human success and and support them and be there for them. And, and make them put that belief in them that they can accomplish whatever it is they want to accomplish. But if you meet them with resistance right out the gate of saying, you know what, this is it's too expensive to make this inclusive. You know what? We we just can't do this. We can't make this happen. That is immediately driving a wedge in there. And then you lose their trust.
0: That means everybody walks around with a dollar sign above their head with a monetary value. Right. And you're saying what a life has a fucking monetary value. I was like, how, how did we get to here? Like it's, it's sad, greed,
1: man. greed, man. Greed is a real, a real problem. And um, people don't realize how much it truly controls our human to human interactions. You know, there's so much fakeness in this world because it's all about that status and the,
0: mm. and
1: and gaining. What can I gain from you? What can I gain from you? But wait, what? wait a minute. Human interaction is supposed to be a value exchange. We should be able to take something from the energy that we're giving. It's always a value exchange. But it's not always a value exchange because people don't often look at it like that. It's like, what can I get out of this situation? What can I get out of this? Where? What can I get? It's all about I, 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 and it's like, hey, wait a minute. There's a whole population of people. We are about us and we. The more people we uplift, the further we can get. The more we can accomplish. Like it's not. It just shouldn't be as rocket science as it's become.
0: (laughs) Mm. Well, people. People don't listen to understand. People listen to respond you know, so and it's like, okay, cool. I'm going to wait for you to like, kind of pause for a breath. And then I'm going to jump in and down your throat. And he's like, nah, fuck you. Like the, my, my narrative is more important. You're like, well, geez, like, all right, back up a little bit. Right. Okay. If we're going to look at the same thing and we're going to see different things, wouldn't it be beneficial for us both to know both sides? You know, maybe. Yes. Just
1: That's, um, you know, uh, becoming a, influencer I, I just hate that word because i'm so much more than just social media but I, I share my my honest opinion on social quite often and uh a lot of people don't agree with it and that is okay to each their own but a lot of it is it's coming from my own community and i'm like just don't be a victim of your own shit. don't be a victim of your life like life is i've been on both sides of it i've been the victim of becoming a wheelchair user i was in a motorcycle accident almost lost my life, lost use of my legs, lost use of bowel and bladder, and it sucks. It's not It's not ideal. No, this isn't the way I would choose to live my life, but there's nothing I can do about it. So I bitched about it for like a good two years. And you know what I got? More shit, more misery, more just disappointment in myself and in, in depression. When I became the victor and I was like, no, this is this is not gonna ruin my life. This is not gonna end me. I'm gonna use it and I'm going to figure out how to use it to my advantage and figure out how to live life this way. As soon as I switched my narrative, life started providing for me. It got a hell of a lot easier. Now is every day easy? Absolutely not. I'm a human being like shit happens. Just most of the time when shit happens, it's literal shit. Like that's just the way it works with my spinal cord injury. Like that's, that's the, that's the name of the game, regardless if I was paralyzed or not, I would deal with shit in life things would happen that would upset me and kind of halt all the breaks and be like, wait, wait a minute, this sucks. But we allow what's happened to us to consume us and, and determine who we are and where we go and how we pivot. And in reality, that's not in a, that is what it should do, but it shouldn't do it in a negative light where it's like, poor me, you feel bad for me. It should be like, no, hell yeah. I overcame this hard shit and I used it to create a life that I never dreamt was possible.
0: I couldn't agree more. Like I, the way I think and the way I say, it quite a lot of time is like self awareness is a superpower, right? You need to be able to fucking figure out who you are and like the good, bad, and the ugly. You got to be able to fucking understand that. Um, and once you know that and you know your limitation, then you can use it to work with you rather than work against you, right? So if you're yeah in that big victim mentality all the time, like yeah, it's gonna you're gonna be battling against each other as fast as that conflict you know, and they, they're just going to butt heads with yourself and you're not going to get anywhere. You're going to spin your, you're going to be sat on a treadmill, right?
1: Well, it comes down, I feel like society as a whole, because of how much convenience has been provided to us throughout our life. Like, think about it. You don't have to call somebody on the phone. You can text them. No. You don't have to cook a whole meal. You can microwave it. Like, there's so much convenience in our life that when we're slightly inconvenienced, it's the end of the world. And we just can't pivot from that as humans. And so it goes back, like you just said, to that, self, the, that self-reflection of saying, you know what? This happened, but this isn't the end of my world. Because at the end of the day, shit happens to everybody. Like mm. you're not special in your struggle. And I think people forget that too. Like everybody is going through something and, and your struggle is no more worse or important than someone else's struggle in their own life. So we've got to stop acting like we're special and that that we're in, we're the only ones that understand what we're dealing with because that's not the freaking case.
0: Yeah, there's definitely going to be times where you fall into that trap, right? And, you know, okay, fine. Give yourself 10 minutes, go to the gym, fucking give yourself a day or whatever, blow off some steam, steam you know, lick your wounds, feel sorry for yourself. And then ultimately, if you don't like, get the fuck back up, what are you going to do? What's going to happen? Right. Fuck all. You know, no, no one's going to wipe your ass for you. You're going to have to do it yourself. So um, I think as a side note, perception is really important, right? Because you get someone who might have come from literally the piece of shit off the ground and you look at it and you're like, oh, my God, how are they still going? It's like the end of the world. And then you get someone who comes from a fantastic background, whatever that looks like. And, you know, they got the wrong fucking Starbucks um, order. And it's like the end of the world for them. and you're like, okay. From an outsider looking in, I'm like, that's ridiculous. Like, pull yourself together, man. But that literally could be like the highest fucking intensity of, you know, adversity that they've that they've gone through. I'm like, okay. Again, it goes down to you and you. Right, look yourself in the mirror. Figure out yourself. If Go on. Your
1: biggest, if your biggest problem is your Starbucks drink being ordered wrong or somebody cutting you off in traffic, like do you really have problems? You can afford us. Like, and I think that's, that's where honestly the shift came for me was I stopped focusing so much on my problems and more gratitude for what I've had. Gratitude saved my life. Um, I mean, just having gratitude to have life. Uh, so when I was thrown over the SUV, um, my chest collapsed and my ribs punctured my lungs, nicked my spinal cord. And I have a traumatic brain injury, and I coded twice and had to be resuscitated. Like, that's two chances that I could not be sitting here today. Fucking right. I'm grateful to still get to breathe and still get to live and still get to go out and do all these things. Like, life is too short for us to get upset over trivial bullshit that's not going to matter in five minutes. And so often we let that shit consume us. Also, we let the actions of other people consume us. The way that someone else is living our life, their life is not any of our damn business. We need, if we spent, as much time focusing on our own life as we do other people's, yo, our life would be so good but for real. And that's, I think that's the biggest thing that I, I really learned was letting go of judgment of myself, of who I thought I should be, where I thought I should be, but also judgment of others because who the hell am I to judge the way someone's living their life? I don't like when people judge me for the way that I'm living my life why should I judge someone else? And I think that when we let go of judgment and just have gratitude for who we are, where we are, what we have, it just opens up so many doors. And your your perspective of life becomes a lot wider. And you're not so just hyper focused on what's in front of you in your world.
0: Oh, life's a game, right?
1: Oh, it's such a game. I literally said that this week. I was like, life is a game. And I feel like I keep leveling up. Yeah.
0: (laughs) But like life's a game. Figure out the rules you want to play the game by. Don't expect anybody else to play by the same rules.
1: Oh, so true. That's a you good, know? oh, that's good. That's really good.
0: Of course it is, yeah. I wrote it.
1: Oh, that's really, yeah, you uh-huh. did a fucking good job. Good well, work.
0: The, you know, like, like no, because I, I I went through exactly the same shit you did, not situationally, but as in mentally. I'm like, all right, you know, because everyone goes down the fucking wrong path or you kind yeah. of let it consume you or whatever. And I'm, I'm, what I'm saying is in whatever situation you're in, Okay, fine. Let it consume you for five minutes, five days, whatever. And then slap yourself in the fucking face and be like, right, now what am I going to learn from this? How am I going to go forward? And be like, okay, cool. Well, like we said, this is the way I want to live the life. I'm not going to judge anyone else for for not living this way. But also, I'm not going to listen to any judgment from them towards me, too. So I'm just going to stay in my own lane.
1: Can you repeat your quote?
0: Uh, Life's a game. Figure out the rules you want to play the game by.
1: Because everyone else has their own.
0: (laughs) And don't expect anybody else to play by the same rules.
1: Oh, I'm I'm sorry. I have to write that down. That's literally going to be a tweet from from Alex Thomas. (laughs) Straight from the mouth. (laughs) (laughs)
0: That's, uh, That's going to be in the new book. In fact, that is in the new book
1: when have you wrote um is this your second book you're saying yeah. new, so i'm assuming
0: yeah poetry
1: oh it's so rad oh i love that yeah it's a bit can different I order right? it online
0: yeah man yeah. yeah
1: i can get it in the states
0: yeah it's it's worldwide man
1: yo you're gonna you're need to your send me that yeah because I'm, one i love poetry two yes <laughs> <laughs>
0: appreciate it yeah yeah the first one is a little bit um uh, irrational, erratic, like it's a lot of growing up through kind of turmoil, uh, from back home. And the second one is a little bit more, uh, philosophical, poetic, like a little bit softer in a way. Um, and then the third one will be like even softer still.
1: When does it come out?
0: Oh, fucking hope. The second one, hopefully in the next fucking couple of weeks, I'm just waiting on the, on the cover.
1: Oh, perfect. I'm in the middle. So I'm writing, um, Mine's personal growth and development, but it's called Power in the Role, and I'm hoping it comes out in, in the fall.
0: Oh well, that's autumn, right? That's like October.
1: Yeah. Ah,
0: oh, cool. October. I always get I always get uh, we... mixed up. Oh,
1: with. oh, that's right, because your seasons are different. Shit. That's right, because I speak English, English, <laughs> not
0: American English, right?
1: <laughs> Damn, that was good. <laughs> that's just a little
0: a little slap with a wet salmon I'm only kidding with you a
1: a slap with a wet salmon yeah yeah you know (laughs) oh my gosh your slang is the best I usually obviously I talk to um, American English Americans right like um, so I don't really I don't really talk to people overseas often and so it's really cool to hear different slang and different like different seasons and like things you don't typically think about different time zones at an Mm. extreme level like there's there's so much and that you know that's it's a really good point of like not judging other people in their world because like you you have to think you have your own little world and the people in your own little world have their own little world, and you're just like a piece of their world. Yeah. To strangers outside of there, like think about when you're driving in a car and you pass somebody, you're like, man, I wonder what their life is like. We all do that, right? Like it's like, oh, yeah. I wonder we all got what that person's man. life is like, right? We all have stories. We all have shit we've went through. We've all had experiences that we've learned and grown from. And you know, by sharing those experiences, we can learn from one another. If we stop focusing so much on that competition with each other and focus on learning and growing from one another's experience in life. We can take so much more than when we sit there and re- we judge other people's lives. Like, no, learn from other people's mistakes and decisions. I think our parents are the first ones we can learn from. You know, we learn so many habits from, from our parents and we're like, ah, oh, my mom was that way. That's the way it was. I was raised that way. That's the way it was. We can break that, you know. Mm-hmm. We have the power to be different than who we've always been or how we were raised. Um, and I feel like we use that oftentimes as a crutch to give an excuse as to why we're not doing what we want to be doing or being where we want to go or being who we want to be mm. is because we have all these crutches that we're using as an excuse rather than to grow from.
0: Yeah, totally. Like I'm, um, a little bit controversial in the sense of I'm not a massive fan of labels. I think they can help some people, um, cause it kind of ticks with their mind and it, and it really comforts them and it helps them. Right. And I think that's fantastic Do you. Um, but just my experience and for myself, it doesn't, help me too much. I'm like, no, no, no. I don't want to give myself an option to, to kind of, um, you know, fall back on that on that label, right? And I think um, most of the time, I was like, oh, this is a perfect example. Like, okay, we, you have a kid, right? And you have a female kid, right? It's was like, oh, we've already given it a label. It's a female. And then we're going to give it a name, right? Roxanne. So now it's got two labels, and the fucking thing's not even had a shit yet. Right? <laughs> So now everything else, okay, now you're this age, now you go to this school, now you are from this family, now we do this, right, because we're from this family. You know, like I'm working class, I was like, oh, we're blue-collar, we're working class. I was like, okay, cool, so you've put yourself in a box, you've put yourself, you put a ceiling above you, which is very, very fucking low, so you have to crouch down a lot of time. And you're like, this doesn't make any sense, because we're literally just molding clones, we're molding the same rather than nurturing life.
1: Is it a label or is it just telling the truth? Because in reality, if you like if you're born with a vagina, then you're a woman, technically. Or do we just not call different body parts different body parts? Because that's what gives us, that's what differentiates. Like, you know, I come so I come from trucking. My parents, my mom's a truck driver, my dad's a dispatcher. Like they've been in trucking their entire life. And I see what you're saying as far as like for the longest time, I'm like, my parents are truck drivers. I'm not like, I'm going to go into a trade. This is what my life is going to be. And I kind of defined myself based on who my parents were. And I feel like it's more rather than labels. We define ourselves by our environment.
0: Yeah, that's definitely, that definitely comes into it. hundred percent. Yeah. Um, I mean, right. I guess I would only go down the label route because, you know, I've left home, right. And I'm on the, literally the furthest I could, I could get from, from my home. And I um, clearly I'm not I'm not the same as the environment I'm in and I'll still get the label from being back home and, it, and it's something that I will, I will personally, and I've said this before, so I'll fucking say it again now. like personally battle with a lot is just like, ah okay, maybe I am a piece of shit, maybe I'm always gonna be broke. maybe I am fucking deemed to like you know bend the rules or like do whatever, whatever, whatever right. And you're just like now nah, fuck you man, like that's just a predisposition placed upon me um that might be um you know everyone's got a little bitch ass voice in the back of their head right and I think um for for dudes and especially dudes who are quick to anger that voice is quite loud sometimes um which isn't you know ladies get that too but I mean stereotypically talking um so it's like oh you know what fuck you no I'm not defined by by that I'm defined by actions and defined by growth right we all love the quote of Happiness is not a destination. It's the journey, right? Yeah, that's great. Take happiness out of the equation and everything else is still the fucking journey, man. Like it's not <laughs> about the destination. It's about attempting and trying, but we don't, we don't live that way.
1: You know, I think a lot of it comes down to us um, in our own reality. Like I, a lot of times I'm the disabled girl and I, that's literally I would define myself. I'm the disabled girl. I'm a piece of shit. I'm never going to be able to accomplish anything my disability holds me back. I'm held back for this reason. I come from nothing. So I'm going to be nothing. And it's that negative self-talk and that loop that we get ourselves into. Our mind is so damn powerful and it's it's highly underrated how powerful our mind is. And when we feed it with crap that's on social media or just keep scrolling social media or just We don't do anything but listen to, you know, certain type of music. And it's telling us, you know, I'm going to get all these hoes and sell these drugs and do these things. Like, what what do we become, right? I had an incredible conversation a couple of weeks ago with an individual, and he talked about how we are the product of what we consume. We are a product of our environment and the consumption of what we've had. And a lot of people, the reason they're so uneasy and they're so unsure is because they don't know who the fuck they are and what they want. Because they literally are just a, a, they're just a result of what they've consumed up until this point. And so the importance of silence, like something I've been truly practicing for a couple of months now is sitting in silence and sitting with my own thoughts. Like, what, does, what do I want? Who am I? Where do I want to go from here? Rather than listening to a podcast or listening to music or being surrounded by other people, like something, a, a boundary that I have in my life. Is I have to be completely alone for at least 30 minutes a day. I just need I need to be alone, and if I'm not, then it's it's really chaotic up here. Um, and another tool that I use is journaling because your mind doesn't have the limitations of reality. Your thoughts in your mind are able to go whichever way they want to go, because there's no there's no limitations of the real world up there. It's just like boom, 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 boom. So then, when you journal it and you put it on paper, you're now taking that thought and you're creating it into reality. You're like, "Huh, you know, that doesn't make much sense out here," because in your mind there's no limitation, so it makes as much sense as it's gonna make. Your mind's like, "Fuck yeah, that's the way it is." Like, "Holy shit, I'm not, I can't accomplish anything. I'm a piece of shit." Then you put on paper and you're like, "Wait a minute, I'm, I, I have daily habits. I just have to put the time in. I need to be consistent." And like when you, when you get it out of your head and into the real world, it allows you to really reevaluate your thoughts. And then you gain control of those thoughts. And then you figure out where you want to go. And it's all, it's just steps. And too many people get caught up at that first step. And it's like, there's no right or wrong way. You just got to do it.
0: (laughs) I fucking love you for saying that, man. Like, (laughs) honestly, like most people don't know who the fuck they are. And that's OK. You know, we're all on this journey. And right. And um, another thing I wrote down and I actually bring it up quite regularly. So if you listen to every episode, I do apologize. But, you know, it's like, um, again, it's going to be in the, the, the other book of uh, I kill myself every night because every morning I wake up a new man. I then have 24 hours to figure out who he is. Right. And I think the, the point is we grow in. That's the fucking point right? The point is we're feeling shit. That's the fucking point. Whether you are anxious, depressed, lonely, happy, euphoric, in complete fucking divinity, it doesn't matter. Or just like stagnant still, like that's the fucking point. Because throughout the entire story, we're going to go from A to Z. We're going to go from one to 10, right? You're going to have the colors of the rainbow in there. And it's going to be like, oh, that whole thing that you just did, right? Over 80 years, 100 years, 20 years, right? Yeah. Well, that's called life, kid. That's it. (laughs) Right? And you don't want to fucking figure that out on your fucking deathbed just while they're going to throw fucking dirt on you. Right? It's like, okay, cool. Like, today, who the fuck woke up today? I was like, oh, today, this lad woke up and he's feeling chatty or he might blah, 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 blah. Okay, cool. Then we're going to have to like, play that hand, right? Today, I'm dealt a hand with fucking pocket aces. All right, so we're going to go pretty fucking hard. Or tomorrow I might be dealt two, seven off suit. Okay, cool. I might have to fold that motherfucker, right? Because (laughs) (laughs) that might not get me anywhere, right? It's like, fine, fucking figure out who you are. Journal that shit down, meditate over it. I'm a massive, fucking massive guy on meditation. Whether it's literally just sitting still, whether it's sat on the couch going, "Um, it doesn't matter, do your thing whatever way works for you do your fucking thing i don't care like as long as you're not hurting yourself or anybody else live and let live right and it's all about dissecting this complex thing of a living creature with a con like a subconscious right to then be like okay cool now i know who i am how am i going to be able to uh, connect with other people right
1: some something else that that same individual I talked with like we literally had it was just the most profound conversation because I feel like now you don't get to have good conversation with people right it's like Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's so shallow um but we had talked about uh the importance of his whole program's called pay yourself first and he's like he looks at emotions throughout the day as a monetary value and so Mm -hmm. if you don't pay yourself first thing in the morning then the rest of the day, you're an emotional debt to everyone else. Oof. Because you're, con- you're going to keep pulling from this empty, empty savings account, right?
0: Pulling so like, that's code, what, right?
1: right. So the importance of, you know, having that solid morning routine. So something for me personally, I read my devotion. I read 10 pages of a nonfiction personal development book. I just added in um, the daily stoic journal. So I journal morning and night now. Um, I read the daily stoic just to kind of get my head in the right place. And then I start my day and I found that I am a lot more valuable to the people that need me to be valuable when I handle my shit first thing. Yeah, on um, so like pay yourself first, y'all, you gotta just, you gotta take care of you last. I started reading 10 pages a day last January. I did a mental grit program called 75 hard, changed my entire perspective of who I am, what I can accomplish. Um, but I read over 14 books last year, wow. just from reading 10 pages a day. And that speaks monuments to, uh, you know, the value of our daily habits, right? I only read 10 pages a day, but that added up to 14 books. That's 14 books I gained information, insight, and knowledge from other people's experience in life. And now I can apply that to my own life. That allowed me to shortcut a lot of shit. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> and like, and it, it just is from having that same habit every single day. So set yourself up for success. The habits that you have today determine where you go tomorrow. And if you have certain goals in your life, take a look at your daily habits. If your habits aren't aligned with those goals, then the two are never going to meet. You're going to have to change one or the other. Either you change your goals, which who the hell wants to do that, or you change your habits, which it's hard at first, but you've got to overcome that voice in your head and you've got to create discipline and say, you know what? Enough's enough. I'm going to start showing up for me because so often we show up for everyone else in our life, but we don't show up to the one person that's orchestrating our life and that's ourselves.
0: Yeah, it's um, it's quite funny, right? Because if we're trying to give 100 percent of ourselves to everybody else, right, because naturally human beings, we like to look after people, right? That's just instinctual. OK, cool. And now I'm running off empty. I'm re- running yeah. at twenty percent. I was like, "How how much fucking usage do you think you're gonna do? Now like, you're gonna be a burden on that one, everybody, man." So like, battle that fucking thought at the back of your head. That's that's thinking you're selfish, right? Because everyone thinks like that, and a lot of the time I got to knock that on the head. That's another reason why I do the morning routine. I get up fucking ridiculously early, um, mainly because no one wants anything from it. No one wants anything from it. No one needs me. No one even fucking cares. I exist. Right. Cause the day's not even awake yet. It's still the middle of the night. I'm still doing my thing. Everyone else is like asleep. I'm like, cool. I can then set myself. Right. So then if shit really hits the fan, I can look every- look after everybody else. And it doesn't matter if nothing else gets done.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And I think that that, it's highly undervalued the power of our our habits and having a solid routine. And I believe in nighttime routines too. anyone that struggles with sleep. So I coach fitness and nutrition. That's my, my like jam and what I do. Um, and anyone that of my clients that struggles with sleep, we talk about their sleep hygiene. What kind of nightly routine do you have? Because when you finish the day, What do you do before you go to bed? Is it the same actions? Because if you put yourself in the same routine every single night before you go to bed, you'll trigger your body that when you go to the bathroom, floss, brush your teeth, use the bathroom, wash your face, put your lotion on your body's like, all right, we're getting ready to lay down. It's time to go to bed. It will start producing that melatonin to help you go to bed, um, mm-hmm. say, like having a dark room, limiting screen time an hour before you go to bed, um, having a cool room, a cool room helps you fall asleep and stay asleep. Like it's, it's scientific facts that are proven that we just don't implement. And so it's, it's up to us to implement these things that will help us to show up and be the best version of us. Like, I'm not saying that you have to go out and take over the world, but damn it, you should try to be the best version of you every single day and be a little bit better tomorrow than you were today.
0: Mm. And the thing is, man, I think the hardest thing is a lot of people work on their phones now, but I will work on our phones, right? And it's, it's, it's hard because, you know, you could be chatting to a mate recreationally, or I don't know, playing fucking doodle jump or some shit, right? Just like chilling out, hanging out on your phone, doing your thing. And then the next thing you know, you've got a work email, or you've got a DM, or you've got a fucking message, like I work DM and all that type of stuff. And you're like, uh, okay, one more, one more. And you're like, it's 8 30 at night, it's nine at night. You're like, dude, you're now pulling six, nine days, right? You're now pulling 5 a.m. to fucking 10 p.m. You're now always switched on mentally. Like you're never switching it off, right? Everybody kicks off, all the tech ge- geeks kick off, of like, why didn't you turn your laptop off? Why did you just put it to sleep? It's going to fuck it up. I was like, well, that's what we're doing our fucking brains, man. You know, we're staying connected. And I was like, you need to be out of disconnect. And one of, one of the fucking million and one reasons why I, I, I renamed the podcast to the nomadic podcast is I disconnect quite a lot. And usually um, I get to this stage where I'm like, you know what? I'm done. So then I go on these nomadic trips and I disappear and I delete everything from my phone. I don't tell anybody where I'm going. I don't know where I'm going. I just like fucking drive, walk, hike, swim, boat, whatever, 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 just disappear. And I'll take a pen and a paper or a pencil and I'll just kind of, you know, through the power of the pen, I'll digest a lot of things, write it all down. And when I feel like, okay, I'm okay now, like I'll come back. And sometimes that takes me a couple of days Sometimes that takes me a fucking week or two. It is what it is, right? You got to send yourself psycho, like literally send yourself insane, which is scary, but necessary in a way.
1: Well, when it's like when you first start sitting in silence, it's so uncomfortable. Oh, like, you? oh I need something. I need something. But then after a while, it's peaceful. I remember when my sister lived here, um, she would ask me, she's like, how do you work with no sound? I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, you don't have music or anything playing. I was like, yeah, it's great. What do you mean? And then I, I noticed that her opinion of that for a minute, I allowed it to control me. So then I started working with music and I was like, oh, this is weird. So once you get into it, at first it is very uncomfortable. But once you get into a routine, that silence is your, that's your happy place. You're like, hell yeah, let's go. Um, something that I did to help with the notification things. I actually turned off all notifications on my phone. Hmm. So I don't get, Text, I don't the only thing I do get is calls. Um, which most of the time honestly, most of the time my phone's on airplane mode because right number, wrong time. I've got other shit to do. Right number, wrong time is
0: fucking brilliant.
1: (laughs) For real. I eric, I think it was Eric Thomas who said that. He said that a few years ago, and I'm just like, Yeah, that's absolutely true. Yeah, like it's the right number, but the wrong time. Yeah, I, I believe it was him. He I it was him who had said that. And I'm like, it is though, it's the truth, because like I, for so long, we allow other people to dictate what we do with our time, how we spend our time. If someone calls, we got to drop everything we're doing in that moment and answer it. And it's like, you know what? No offense, but I've got some bigger shit that I'm trying to work on right now. And your distraction is not bigger than my dreams. And so I've got to, I've got to move on and I've, I've got to do what I have to do to accomplish what I'm trying to accomplish. And if that means not taking your call for a couple months, you know, I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. I literally am trying to make shit happen for myself. And you know, you lose friends over it that don't get it. And the ones that understand, they stay. And it is what it is. I think that we just have to be willing to love ourselves and believe in ourselves and believe in our dreams more than we worry about relationships with our people.
0: Yeah. And it's like I I, I agree. I mean, it, it's not a get out of jail free card for being an asshole to people, right? And and there are some people that you need to make space for but at the same time like if they're the people that you would make space for you don't have to make space for them all the time Mm -mm. right and it's just like Mm -hmm. look dude like there's a lot of shit going on right now i'm in a whirlpool and i'm getting the fucking shit kicked out of me um you're gonna have to fucking wait and if they're not okay with that i'm like great you know where the fucking door is you came in through it so go out the same way fuck off you know i'm gonna do the same thing i'm gonna keep doing my thing and like I'm sure you're an individual that I've seen uh, the backs of a lot of people and usually they throw a lot of a lot of middle fingers up at you on the way out. But fuck 'em man. At the end of the day, like you're the only person that spends twenty four hours a day with you and your mind can be your biggest fucking enemy. So you might as well make friends with it.
1: Well, and that's another thing is surrounding yourself with like-minded people. Like if you have a big goal and dream in life, you need to be surrounded by people that also have big goals and dreams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If You're surrounded by small-minded people. A lot of times what happens, which again, there's nothing wrong with the America. I call it the American dream, but like having a family, working a nine to five, if you are truly happy in that, there is nothing wrong with that. But if you are unhappy in your current circumstance, I don't want to fucking hear it. Like there's days that I hate being an entrepreneur. Like, it's a pain in the ass. It's hard. I don't. I don't have a steady paycheck. Like, I'm doing my best to make ends meet right now and make this shit happen. But at the same time, I don't go around and bitch to everybody about it because this is the path I've chosen. So if you've chosen your path, don't don't go around and bitch about it and make and bring down everyone else around you. You again, relationships need to be a value exchange. And if you are constantly taking away but not adding back value, then in my life personally, you just don't have. I don't have room for you.
0: Mm. Yeah. I say like, if you're, if you're doing something, if you're trying, you know, actively making an effort and you just need a fucking vent for a minute and get some shit off your chest, I got time. But if you're not doing anything, shut the fuck up.
1: Right. I just don't, I don't have the time for it. I, you know, at the end of the day, I was in a life-changing accident and I had two choices and society would have been like, you know what? It's okay. If you don't want to continue on, we understand. It's okay. If you don't want to do more than what you're doing, we understand like society gave me an out and I was like, fuck her out. Like I've got, I've got big things to do, big dreams to fill now. Like I have a bigger journey and a bigger purpose. Um, I, I personally, I pray to God. And so I'm just like, God's got a bigger purpose for me, man. And I just got to keep on showing up and, and doing the, doing his work. And he'll keep providing me with all the good shit. Cause that's exactly the way it's worked. I, I do what I'm supposed to do, treat people well, support others, uplift others. And guess what happens? I'm uplifted, I'm elevated, my life is elevated. And I think that that's something that's highly, highly underestimated is the power of uplifting and helping others and pouring your soul into others and how it is reciprocated in yourself.
0: But serving, man, like the most, um, you know, self-fulfilled and self-content and internally happy individuals serve other people and try and get your fucking head around that, right? Right, right. <laughs> You're like, whoa, 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 hold on a minute. Like,
1: wait, so you're wait, saying wait. if
0: I do everything for other people, I feel better. You're like, yes, motherfucker. Like that's called like community. That's called like mm-hmm. mutual happiness. I don't know. Maybe we fucking help this life and can help another one. Like, wouldn't you want to do that? You know, a, I the mean, smile is the most. Yeah, 100. <laughs> you know, like a smile is the most infectious thing on the planet.
1: It is. Yo, you could be driving down the road and you smile at someone and they will always smile back in the grocery store. To those of you listening, like the next time you go to the grocery store, you go to a gas station, anytime in public, smile at somebody. Guarantee you they will, if they see your smile, they will smile back regardless of how bad their day is. They could be having just an absolute shit day and you smile at them and they'll smile. They'll probably frown right afterwards, but you got them to smile for a second and that smile re- releases those endorphins and it just makes you feel good
0: mm. yeah that's the whole thing with the with the mask situation right like because we're we still i'm like i said i was in i'm new zealand in new zealand right and we still have to wear masks everywhere and um you know i i, I caught myself because i'm still like as you walk past you give someone a little bit of a smile right um like back home it's usually i hey, make you all right but i say that here and people one don't understand what I'm saying to them and two they're they're quite um internal and passive people right so they don't they don't like um a lot of social interaction from strangers right so I'm like okay cool I give them a smile and I like I'm still smiling I'm like fuck Alex they can't fucking see what you're doing like you've got a fucking mask on and then it just kind of went me down a like a mental rabbit hole in the sense of, damn, like, what's going to be the, the long-term social uh, impacts of this if we now are like, you know, okay, now you can't see my, my smile or my nose. Okay, cool. And then I've got a hat on so you can't see my head. So you literally just got my eyes, right? And then most people look away from you. So there's no fucking eye contact. I'm like, right, so are we just fucking clones walking past each other like some sort of fucking knobs I was like this is this is sad man like and you know I'm like I said before I'm a fucking poet so usually I go down some real deep dark rabbit holes and it it hits me man it really hits me hard I'm like we are social creatures and it's been proven I mean we built cities because it's arguably supposed to be the safest Mm -hmm. right we are social creatures we like to socially interact we're supposed to find a mate so we can keep having these fucking thing that we call the human race, which means we need somebody else, right? We break it down. Foundationally, we need somebody else. And now we no longer have that connection. I'm like, what the fuck is going on?
1: What about our kids?
0: Nah, man, like that. I don't
1: that's, know. I don't know. You know, that's, that's something that I don't think that when, when the whole pandemic Hey, and there, you know, there's, there's a lot of conspiracy theories, <laughs> conspiracy um, that are, are being shown that they're true. Um, They were conspiracy theories in 2020. And now it's coming out that they're true. And it's just like, hmm, but it's, what are we doing to our future generations? You know, like, they're, they're just putting these masks on the kids, they're forcing these vaccines that we don't know, you know, the long term effects of them yet. And it just, it's mind-blowing to me how people can go along with it with no pushback. And it's like, well, my government says so. My government says so. And here, I, and again, I'm, I'm just speaking of America, but like our government here is for, it's supposed to be for the people by the people. And it's just not, it doesn't seem that way. There's, it just seems like there's a lot more to it than just, oh, for your safety, for your safety. Um Because if it was truly for our safety, we'd be doing something to reduce heart disease, the number one killer in in America. Um, and that could be fixed through diet. We would make food more affordable. We again, like like I said before we got on the call, we would be teaching children how to be victors of their circumstances rather than become the victim, teach them how to do taxes, how to budget, how to be how to be more than just having to go to college to have a future because there's so much more out there now, and it's just we we have this like one tracked mind of, of how to raise our future generations and it just needs to be broadened a lot more. And we have this one track mind of how things have to be. And that's kind of what happened with COVID too. It's like, oh, you have to wear the mask. You have to get back. And this is, and if you don't, then you're just a shit person. And it's like, well, wait a minute. You're not looking at, there's, there's more behind than just wear a mask, get bags. Like there's more to people's decision than that. And I just think it's really, really frustrating that it's just kind of this umbrella statement and you're not looking at the individual person and you're, you're losing that individualism, which is where going back to you calling humans clones. Like we literally are just clones of each other because there's no longer individualism. Everyone's trying to be like this person, this person, this person.
0: Yeah. It's, um, it's like keeping up with the Joneses. Right. Yeah. And it doesn't it doesn't make any sense because I, I I really if I had one wish, I would and you couldn't like cure poverty and all that, you know. Everyone fucking has the no, the noble answer, right? I'm like, if I have one wish, I would um give people the ability to see themselves through my eyes. Right? Because honestly, people walk down the street and I'm like, okay, you know, you get the initial perception of them and you get a little bit prejudiced and you're just like, I bet you have some fucking really unique thing that you are so fucking cool at doing. Whether you play the guitar with your left hand whilst balancing a plate on your nose, whether you're like really good at video games, whether you're like, I don't know, fucking great at photography or growing plants or whatever. Right. And I'm just like, if people actually understood that, uniqueness right and their individual traits and big themselves up from that i think that would then in turn they would think okay if i have this you're gonna have something else
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then if they're comfortable in themselves then they're going to be more comfortable with other people and i think society is a fascinating fucking thing i think it is like so strange so interesting And like you can't really put your finger on what it is because it adapts and evolves and changes, right? And you just like you walk around and you're like, what the fuck is going on? Like, you you know, you've got like a you got okay, you got the the country right that we've they've drawn these imaginary lines in the sand and been like, you live on that line, so fuck you. I live on this line, so love me. You know, like that doesn't make any sense. But anyway. Then we've got this government, so it's an umbrella, it's kind of like the, the roof, and like, okay, great. Now you've got some laws, and you know, I shall not kill and all that. Yeah, okay, that makes a lot of sense. We shouldn't kill each other. That's not <laughs> that's not the way to go, right? And then obviously don't fucking niche people's shit. Yeah, fine, whatever. And then you go like ground floor, right? And you're like, there's like this intangible, unspoken rules and laws and ways that you need to live your life, just because like everybody kind of scuttles around and does their thing and you need to just scuttle in after it. Now. And I'm just like, I literally stand there, right? And I look around, I'm like, am I the only one who's like taking the blue pill?
1: No, you're not. But we're a few, it feels like we're few and far between. It really does. We're the outcast, um, mate. And, it, and the thing is, I don't think that we are. I think that we're, I really believe we're the silent majority and that people just don't, they either aren't there yet or they're there and they're in the process of learning it. Um, I think that good that came out of the pandemic, right. Is that a lot more people became a lot more self-aware. I know I did. The pandemic's the greatest thing that could have happened to me. Um, hands down. I mean, it it, is on a personal level. It just forced me to dive in deep with those demons that I've pushed deeper and deeper for so long. Um, that it allowed me to grow and develop into this person that I am sitting here today. Um, It allowed me to think outside of of where I came from, my parents that raised me, the life I was currently living, um, the people I was surrounded by. You know, So often I was just consumed by that. And it really forced me to stay at home in my own silence and really gain an understanding of, of who I am and what my desires are. And I think that when more people become connected with that, who they are and the desires that they have deep within themselves, and then address the things that you don't like, like I had a lot of shit about myself that I just didn't like. And I'm like, hmm, you know who has control of this? Me. (laughs) Let me do something about it. Because at the end of the day, no one's coming to save us. We can sit here and wish all day that we'll have this great savior superhero that's going to say, I've got you. Don't worry. That's not the fucking way that life works, y'all. It doesn't work that way at all. There's no no part of life that anyone's coming to save you. So you've got to make the decision to save yourself. And that's kind of the reality that I had. I was like, damn, no one's coming to do this for me. Like I literally have to be the one to do the work. And when you start to do the work for yourself, it makes you feel limitless. Um, I definitely feel unstoppable. That's probably the most powerful trait I have right now is. It doesn't matter what the fuck you say to me, I'm unstoppable and you're not going to stop me. And to be on that level, that is what we should all, you know, strive to get to regardless because we put way too much value in what other people have to say about our lives. And when we just stop worrying about that and we just start worrying about being happy, game over. It's, it's, well, it's actually the start of the game. It's like game over. Let's go level up, like restart. I got it this time. (laughs)
0: this is so fucking cool to hear that right and i just want to like take a second to to big you up a little bit right because everybody well most people kind of know this is the thing that they need to do but no one wants to do that no one wants to dig the ground up pull that fucking skeleton out, slap it in the goddamn face, look it in the eye and was like, I'm the boss of you, motherfucker. You're not the boss of me before burying that cunt back in the ground and throwing the dirt back over. him. No one wants to do that because it sucks, man. It hurts. It's a lot of miserable, uncomfortable, lonely days. You don't know whether you want to punch through the wall or cry yourself to sleep or both, right? And it's fucking tough, man. And it doesn't take two seconds. And guess what? you're gonna to have to do it again tomorrow and you're gonna to have to do it again the next day. And you're more than likely still doing it right? But it gets easier and you you know you you put that one to bed and that one no longer like fucks you. It comes up every now and again, but it doesn't fuck you up. Okay, cool now I'm gonna focus on this one and that one and that one. Everybody's got a man and that is so cool to see someone grab their fucking devil by its goddamn throat pull it in, look it in the eye and be like, fuck you. I'm the boss. Not you. Is one of the most beautiful things on the planet. Like seeing someone go to that uncomfortable place, hold themselves in that uncomfortable space. Right. And be like, all right, mate, this is you, man. There's no one else is going to save you. This is you. This is your time. You're going to have to do this. is so fucking cool. It, it
1: definitely, um, It was dark, dark, like dark, dark for a solid uh, three months. It started, it started, I was on this gradual decline and it was about two months into the lockdowns. Um, So, you know, I hadn't seen anyone other than my parents and my dog and I was in college and and college kept me busy. And then that, that semester ended and it was like in between the spring and summer semester, it was just, this sucks, I'm sad. And I'm like, why am I so sad? I didn't understand. And then my cousin committed suicide and uh Fuck, man. that hit me that hit me hard it was like because the first feeling I had of her suicide was jealousy and I'm like wow she's not in pain anymore she's not she doesn't have to be here anymore like she's done she she just no longer exists that's it and I was like wow to have the balls to follow through with that I'm like I, I have a whole deep ideology of suicide of like it, it's either greatly noble or just absolutely selfish but i think it's a combination of both like to have that power to end your own life just to end it i mean that's that's powerful dude i'm but like
0: i'm the same so i'm sorry to i'm sorry to butt in right <laughs> you're
1: fine i'm sorry <laughs>
0: but first of all thank you for sharing that that's 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 deep shit and you didn't have to share anything you don't want to but you can say whatever the fuck you want to me and like that's fine um <laughs> Well yeah, I I agree. And I, I said something and I say some I, I say it publicly because I'm only ever going to be myself of like I don't think um the act of suicide is tragic. I don't think it's tragic. No. I think the, the fact there's an a human being got there, like the process of them going from good, happy, fine, sad, all the way up to suicidal, right before they do it. I think that is the tragedy. The actual act is peaceful. They're, they're no longer suffering anymore. Other people are suffering. Yeah, like 100%. But it's not about
1: you. It's not about you because you are just a blip in someone else's world. Mm. You, and that's the thing. People make other people's suicide about them. Mm. It doesn't have anything to do with you. Their suicide solely about them, their struggles, and what they're dealing with as an individual. And they just didn't want to do it anymore. So stop making someone else's. We are, and that's the thing. We are sodium. Self-absorbed that we believe that someone else would take their own life and have it affect us. Oh, like, no, fuck you. That's not what it's about. If I take my own life, it's because I'm fucking sick of this bullshit. Like that's that's what it comes down to. You know, like I don't think that that somebody taking their life is to cause you pain. And and it just is it's amazing to me because I've had two cousins um in in 2019 my my cousin committed suicide and then 2020 literally a month late uh, 2020 a year and a month later my other cousin commits suicide and so it was like it was a year boom boom and I'm just like in both times I felt that jealousy and I'm just like damn like the fact that they they got that sad nobody noticed nobody even noticed what was happening nobody even realize because we're so consumed in our own for in our world and everyone in our inner circle is just kind of a blip nobody noticed that they were so distraught and so done with life that they ended it but now you want to notice because they're no longer here like go fuck yourself that's literally how I feel when people like oh but why would they do that to me it's so selfish no there's nothing to do it's not even about you stop making it about you it's nothing about you
0: they they realize because they now have feelings, right? It has brought some uncomfortable feelings up, and now it is it has made them address something, right? Now they realize it. Like the the right. power comes from if you're able to dissect someone else's feelings, if you're able to understand, empathize with another human being, right? That's power. Sympathy. Fuck sympathy, man! I don't want you fuck. Right. Sympathy. Don't Hell talk to no. me about that bullshit right? Like, let's create a connection. You, you'll have no idea what it's like. I'll have no idea what it's like for you because we've not fucking lived the same lives, right? We've not walked 20 fucking summit years of your life through someone else's shoes, right? But we're going to be able to empathize with the feelings. And because of that, we're going to be able to connect from it. I think that's that's what we need. And I think if you look in someone's eyes, it tells you everything you need to know eyes tell everything. Mine is a gateway to someone's soul.
1: <laughs> so true. So true. I do side note, this book that I'm reading right now, it's called Attached. And um, it says the science of attachment and relationships, but it's literally all relationships. It's not just love. And I think that the, it's so important to understand your attachment style, why you approach people the way you approach people, and then understanding the different attachment styles so you can understand those around you. Um, and, and having that deeper understanding, but I think you would really, really enjoy this book. <laughs> it's about like
0: love languages, right?
1: Yeah, it's similar to that. It's very similar to that, but it um it's just very eye-opening. Um, I'm like a week into it at my 10 pages a day, so I'm like 100 pages in, and um it's just so eye-opening. It makes you just really they're like, wow, that's why I acted that way in that certain situation. Wow, that's and like you're like, oh, this is why this person's approaching me this way. And that's again the powerful thing about reading is you learn from other people's experience, and it allows you to analyze your own experience before reacting.
0: Yeah, I agree. I really agree. I think um, like I had a conversation fucking maybe late last year, start of this year, and it was it was about communicating in the way not that you want to come across, but in the way that someone else is going to perceive it. Right. Right. And it's like, because I've been at the front of the class and coaching and all that. And I'm like, right. I walk in and I'm a dude. Right. And I'm also as wide as a fucking door frame. And I have a deep voice and usually I'm outside of Manchester. So I sound weird from everybody else. Right. Now if I get this fucking five foot nothing woman that comes in, right? I'm automatically just going to be intimidating. That's just, that's just the way it's going to be, right? Before I open my mouth, she could potentially be intimidated. And the dudes too. I'm not just saying it's just ladies. I'm like, cool. So I'll have to communicate myself in a way that's going to trigger some sort of response in this person rather than just be like, oh, well, fuck you. That isn't me. So I'm just going to do my thing. I was like, no, it's going to make things worse, man. You need to understand somebody else, understand how they dissect things and work through life. Just by fucking visual, right? And you know, coaching's hard, man, because you need to you need to know that three seconds after they walk <laughs> through the door, right? You've smelt them, got out the car, and you're like, Jeremiah is having a bad day today. Cool. I need to like stay away from him and just give him a pat on the shoulder. But Stacy's come in and she needs the fucking drill sergeant, and Jesse's come in and she needs someone to listen to her and fucking whatever, whatever, right? And it's like that that equates to life man we're just dumb humans that like to do it physically in the gym and get all sweaty and slang and bang barbells but <laughs> you know like it, it's it's life man it's communicating with humans and it's it's acknowledging people's differences and working fucking together rather than like well fuck yous. like I'm gonna do my thing and just stay like solid I'm like no you've got to be <laughs> no. fucking malleable
1: that's a, I I I love social media. Don't get me wrong, because obviously that's how how we connected. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I believe that social media creates way too much of a comparison game, and it's um it creates this competition through comparison. And it's like whoa whoa whoa, we shouldn't be competing. We should definitely just be collaborating with one another. There's so many of us out in in the world doing similar things, trying to accomplish similar uh, goals. And often we are too busy comparing with others that are in the same space rather than collaborating and being like, hey, what have you learned this far? What have you learned this far? Like something I've recently had the opportunity to do is collaborate with another woman in the wheelchair business space um, who's just empowered tons of women, created this amazing brand called the Rollats, And co- connecting with her is really cool because like I learned so much from her. And then I I knew some things that she didn't know. So I was able to teach her some things and it was a really cool value exchange. And I think if more people in similar spaces just had that open conversation, all of a sudden you're gonna gain value from one another. There's gonna be something that that person knows that you don't and something you've experienced that that person hasn't. And it's really just gonna allow you guys to, to create a higher power in both of you to level up at once. It shouldn't be such a competition. We should be uplifting each other to help us all level up
0: agreed like everyone should have the 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 time and space to be the teacher and the student right and that's usually why i get fired a lot because that's that's my standard right i'm like i'm going to give you every piece of time and space and listen to you and ask questions so i understand it fully and and all that type of shit i was like cool but i'm also bringing more to the table than just fucking a pair of hands and a sickening sickening work ethic you know I was like, hey, right. I've been in the fucking industry 11 years. I've been around the world. I've coached thousands of fucking people. Like, you know, I've fucking linked and spoken. Like, this is fucking episode 226. I'm going to take something from everybody, right? I was like, hey, maybe we can use this to, like, help more people. It was like, Alex, shut the fuck up my way or the highway. I was like, thank you very much for your time. Have a great day. I'm going to leave. I was like, <laughs> you know, and as I'm on my way out, i be like, oh, I forgot to tell you. I was like, yeah, fuck you. I'm,
1: like,
0: I'm done. You know, it's like... uh. It's funny, and I think I, – I really hope more people take that to, to heart and be like, okay, we're in the game of growth, right? And every, every life is a life, and respect is not earned, man. I disagree with no. it. So respect is given. Respect is taken away, 100%. But respect is given, man. Like, somebody's going like to walk trash. down the street – just like trust. Someone's going to walk down the street, right? Uh, well, I've, in fact, I've got a little bit of a different thing with trust. Uh, I don't trust people, but in the sense of ah! I don't believe what you tell me, right? I'll believe what you show me.
1: Uh, I get that. I, and get that.
0: I tell people this, like I, I will literally sit down with like a partner, uh, uh, like a business partner or a fucking um, employer or employee or whatever. I'll be like. I don't believe a single word you just told me. Again, it goes back to authenticity. Hey, I'm only going to be real. That's it. I'm going to tell you the truth. Why? Because I respect you. I respect you. I respect what you've done in the past. I respect your story. And I respect it so much that I'm going to tell you something that might hit a wrong button. But hey, I'm also going to hold the space so we can communicate over it. So you're not going to go home and cry. Right? So I'm like, hey, I I don't trust you. But at the same time, I will trust you from what you show me because like, it must be proving yourself through actions would be the way I kind of like work. Right. I was like, okay, go do something. Once you've done something, I'll, 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 I'll believe it. And cool. And then we'll start doing some shit.
1: I feel that. I feel that so much. Um, I only set an hour aside. So we are going to have to, we literally had, like I'm just tell- not going to take a no as an answer but we have to take like have another conversation again
0: <laughs> okay, that's okay. so good <laughs> so that sounds great part two part two
1: we have to have a part two I mean if you're down okay I'll take no as an answer because it's literally your podcast but um I would of love to have I'm a fucking down.
0: Like, I'm, <laughs> like talking to people is like honestly dude it's a fucking honor man like I said like Working class, on two occasions, I've not had a place to live. Two occasions, I've fucking slept in multiple gyms, in my car, in fucking shed. Like, I'm like, what? Somebody on the other side of the world want to have a conversation with me? Like, so we can help people? Yes, motherfucker. You name the time, I'll be fucking there. You know what I mean? Like, let's go. So, of course.
1: Aaron, I'm here for it. <laughs>
0: right. And I've got three questions, but I can ask you on the on the next one.
1: No, go ahead and ask me real quick. Yeah. Sure? Yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, cool. So I'm going to try great... not to
1: go on a tangent.
0: I'll rein you in. What's the greatest piece of life advice you've ever received?
1: Uh, definitely the letting go of judgment, uh, for sure. You know, you, we, we're we so busy judging others. Um, letting go of that judgment is huge. Uh, and then, the honestly, the greatest piece, though, is faith. Uh, hold on to your faith. Believe that everything's going to work out the way it's supposed to work out if you put the effort in to make it happen. Um, but have faith in it. Don't don't let your bitch voice or other people tell you what you can or can't accomplish.
0: I am really grateful that you said faith, um, rather than like fucking this, that, and the other. I'm like, people believe and have faith in whatever they want, right, and whatever works for them. And honestly, I think there's a lot of wisdom in religion. I'm spiritual. I'm not really, I'm not, I'm not religious at all. Um, But I hold a lot of space for myself and and spirituality. Um, And I fucking really hope we break the narrative of like, ah, fuck religion, fuck science, fuck all this. And I'm like, dude, there's so much fucking wisdom in all of it. Let's take the good, leave the bad, move on.
1: Literally the Bible is just a book that tells you how to treat people. It's like, Hey, do you need how do you treat people? With kindness, with love, with respect. Hey, what are you supposed to do? Uplift one another. Hey, don't be a shitty person. Don't be oh. a dick. <laughs> okay. Like I don't personally believe in organized religion. I think that um organized religion has a really bad name. People force their beliefs on people and you have to let people come to it as they come to it. Um but I do believe in a higher power and I pray to God. Like there I know that you it's hard to deny that there's not a higher power out here, like orchestrating shit and making shit happen for you. When you put your, again, faith into your dreams, your goals, and you truly authentically live to help other people and uplift other people while you work towards your goals, you will, you will be provided for, yep. you don't know how, like a perfect example. I didn't know how I was going to pay a bill last month. And literally the day before it was due, the exact amounts in my account, like someone sent me money and it was like the exact amount, like just randomly, some random person from the internet sent me money and it was just what I needed to pay that bill. And if you, you just can't deny that there's a higher power, like, Hey, so like, just don't, I think the, the, one of the biggest practices that I'm truly working on is not worrying as much and Mm -hmm. just knowing what will be, will be, and put my faith in that and just continue on the path and doing what I know is right. And that's the other thing, knowing the difference between right, right and wrong. You know, like so many of us, we know the difference and we still do the wrong. Mm. Next next question before I continue on my tangent. Uh,
0: what's the worst piece of life advice you've ever received?
1: Oh, my gosh. Cut carbohydrates because that's how you <laughs> lose weight. Or cut <laughs> calories because that's how you lose weight. Yo, the weight loss space is so oversaturated with bad advice. Do keto. That's how you lose weight. Like. No, eat proper amount of macronutrients through whole foods. And that's how you lose weight and and maintain weight, my friends. Like you don't need to do any crazy diet. You can lose weight with your lifestyle if you're willing to eat whole foods and meet the proper macronutrients.
0: Amen. (laughs) Uh, What's three words you would tell your younger self?
1: Uh, Damn, that's a good one. this isn't forever. This be before this moment's not forever. This isn't forever. Like right now is not your forever. I think that we get so caught up in, in whatever we're going through in this moment that we forget that literally a year from now, five minutes from now, it's not going to, it probably won't matter. Like where, whatever you're struggling with today is not your forever struggle. If you're willing to get yourself out of it. Um, you know, if you're, if you're willing to put effort forth in life and, and do more and be more and just show up, like let's let's just start showing up first right um you you won't struggle forever this 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 won't be your forever I think that a lot of people get caught in thinking that right now is forever um especially I would tell my high school self that you know being bullied having people be mean to you um you think that that's just the end of all ends but you don't realize you're not gonna be friends with those people after high school like none of it matters right so i think that, that that's the biggest thing and i try to live by that but this moment's not forever these people are not permanent nothing is permanent
0: this isn't forever fuck me that has kicked me in the throat
1: <laughs> mate
0: that's fucking beautiful and i i just want to say thank you so much for your time like you're clearly a beautiful soul so thank you for doing your thing you know and um and slapping your fucking demons in the face with a wet salmon on a daily basis
1: likewise alex thank you so much for having me and i'm just going to ask the listeners you guys if you gained value from today's episode please share it directly with a friend that could also gain value uh, you know that's that's how podcasts grow typically is word of mouth and your share really means the world to both of us um and i just appreciate you guys listening today
0: oh mate that's that's fucking spot on i appreciate that a lot
1: <laughs> absolutely absolutely oh, alex we'll, and again we'll do part two. thank you i'm so ready already <laughs>
0: it's, it's gonna be carnage
1: oh it's be great imagine like six months from now where we're gonna be fucking Fuck off, leveling up in this game of life you know what i'm talking about Yep. <laughs>
0: who knows i could be in the states who fucking knows i don't know where Come i'm
1: on going over. To be. let's
0: go what part of the states
1: um i'm outside of charlotte north carolina east side yeah yeah east, east coast
0: I find it it's funny. Nice how everyone always goes the 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 town and then the state. Obviously, it's a big place, right? But it's just so different to back home. I wouldn't be like Manchester, Northwest. It
1: would yeah, just be like yeah, oh, it's, it. it's Manchester. No, you're not. I'm in Charlotte, North Carolina, USA, U S of A, America, full on American. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> Freedom,
1: you know, freedom. Fuck yeah, America.
0: (laughs) Oh, fucking brilliant.
1: For real, real, real talk though. I'm a, I'm a, a very proud patriot. I'm proud to be an American. Um, like, hands down, I, I love living in this country, and I, I think it's a great place, and I feel privileged to get to live here.
0: That's awesome, man.
1: Yeah, proud, proud of it. (laughs) But you have a rad day, Alex. Thank you. Thank you you for your time.
0: All right. Thank you Uh, very much.
1: We'll chat soon.
0: Speak soon. Bye, everybody.